0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a bad night's sleep and a boat race. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. When I got into Cal, I was a late admission and they didn't have housing secured for me, and that was a huge, huge problem. I was super excited to go there. I was already set up at different UC, but again, I got admitted late, and so I gave up on the housing issue. I was like, whatever, I'll go to Cal. I don't care if I have housing, whatever. And I ended up walking onto the rowing team, and I met a a bunch of my my teammates, and they had they had dorms, and so I slept on their floor for something like six weeks before I got before I got real housing. Now the rowing team at Cal is fantastic. It's it's one of the best in the country. And I don't mean like top 10. I mean top 2. And the the year I was a freshman, they had won the year before, and the year before I actually came into the middle of a dynasty and they they won four years straight. It was it was tremendous. But what was asked of us was unbelievable. And and looking back on it, it's very clear that that's what obviously what made the program great, and what allowed allowed the athletes to become the type of people who would go on to be to be the best in the country obviously and that was tough as a walk on i had I had never rode before i didn't know i I didn't understand this level of competition i didn't understand this this type of sport. I was a sprint swimmer, and you go from that to having these two three hour practices where you're just murdering each other left and right in these boats, it was really intense. And sleeping on the floor in the dorms, that was not conducive to, to good performance. And I remember after one practice, uh, my coach was understandably not pleased with my performance. And, and I said, hey, you know, I had a really, really bad night's sleep last night. And he got really frustrated. He was like, you know, I don't want to hear excuses anymore. And he used far more colorful and abrasive language than that. But the gist of it was, hey, look. Excuses are useless to us. You're either going to do or you're not going to do. And that's it. You're going to show up and crush or you're not going to show up and crush. And this type of conversation is not not uncommon in academics especially or excuse me athletics and academics in in all levels of high competency people show up and perform and they remain or they don't and they weed themselves out because when you're looking for competence you obviously can't tolerate for whatever reason people people just fudging it And I always admired people who could do that. People who just... Who just rolled with it. In spite of all the things going on... In in their lives... They... They wouldn't bring excuses. They wouldn't bring reasons. They would bring... They would bring competence. The problem is with that type of person... However... You never know... Who you're dealing with. I have I have a very good friend who's who is a high-level rower. And he had a race at the highest of levels that he got totally screwed on. The lanes were shifted around, and it's not like lanes in a track. Okay, so if you're running on a track a lane is a lane it's not a big deal but when you're dealing with water movement and you're dealing with wind it's almost like somebody in lane six has a giant fan blowing right in their face a headwind and somebody in lane one has a fan behind them blowing them down the course and and you could imagine if they're on a track that would make a big difference over over i mean you don't even need to take that much time but that's what happens in a rowing race lanes are not all created equally because of because of the structure of the course because of the way currents work because of all kinds of things and because of this there's an enormous amount of jockeying and jostling and and argument and politics around who gets what lane and here my friend my dear friend goes into the finals of this world class event and totally finds out as they're pushing off the dock to to go warm up about 30 minutes before the race that they had been moved to the worst lane instead of the lane that they originally had, which would have put them in, in at least contention for, for winning. So I hear about this race. I hear the result almost right away. And then years later, it comes up again in conversation and it's kind of blown off. It takes about seven years for my friend to eventually tell me over beers what happened at the course, what happened with the lanes, what happened in his race, and his his heart just sinking when he when he heard that he got moved, got moved to the worst lane. And it killed me to know that he knew this for all of these years. He knew the truth of what had happened for almost a decade. And he's one of my closest friends. And he wouldn't even tell me. And it made me... The thing that killed me the most is it made me respect him even more. Even more than I already did. And I have a tremendous amount of respect and love for this guy. I mean, it... And just knowing that, it's like, damn it, man. You are that person. You are that person. Who will rise above. Who will not complain. Who will not make excuses. And it drives me nuts because... I, one, need those people in my life. I need to understand them. I need to genuinely connect with them. Because obviously they make me better people. But it it drives me nuts because I realize you may never find those people. And it's not that you won't find them because they don't exist, they exist. But they may just never let you know who they are because of who they are. My great friend was not making an excuse the night he told me what had actually happened. He he was sharing a story of what, what had gone on. He wasn't saying, oh, I could have won if it wasn't for this. He was just saying, hey, look, we were seated second or seated first and... I find out as we're pushing off the dock that this is what happened, and that's how the race went. And and I think a lot of people are like that. I think a lot of people who don't make excuses are like that. The people who make excuses identify themselves all the time. When I was younger and had a bad night's sleep, I made excuses. Okay, hey, look, had a horrible night's sleep. I'm sleeping on some crappy foam mattress on the floor. My friends, roommates, partying all hours of the night, all of these things. That's all true. That was all true, 100%. But I was still presenting it as an excuse, as a reason why I had done poorly in practice. I signaled who I was. Now you'll never know what goes on with me. You'll never know about my aches and pains. You'll never know about what... Has happened in my life that may give me an out. May allow me to decrease my competence justifiably. You will never know that. Because that's who I am. And I know there are other people out there like that. And the younger me needed... To know those people, I needed to find those people and be inspired and be guided by and, and mold myself after them. That's how I became who I am. But they're not going to let you know on their own. They're not going to offer up the signal that that's who they are. Because just by the nature of being those people, they don't do it. So if you find yourself feeling down or needing inspiration or needing to find another gear in your life, find one of your friends who you never hear complain. Find one of your friends who you know goes deep into themselves their bank of energy and commitment and diligence find that person and ask them about this ask them about the last time they complained about something you may not get a straight answer you may not find some awe-inspiring story in them but what you will find most likely is somebody who didn't know existed before. You'll find a side to that person that will likely make you a better person. You're going to find something that you will not find without asking. So the next time you're feeling like you need to go Go into that self-improvement. Go into that next level. You need to find something to push you there. Find someone who never complains. And just talk to them a little bit. Because with any luck, they'll take you to that next level. I'm Matt Todd. And this is The Engine That Drives Me. Go out and crush it.